0: Hello, and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners, and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James, and thanks for joining me here today. In this episode, we're gonna talk all about branding and how to build your brand. So first and foremost, this actually, the idea for this episode came about because I was on Clubhouse again recently, Um, and i was actually in a room where this was the the topic and so um i contributed a lot of my thoughts to this room and made some notes as i did that and also listened to what a lot of the other speakers a lot of the moderators and panelists were sharing and made notes on that as well and so um, i've come up with five key tactical things you can do to consciously deliberately build your brand and um, before i go into those five things i'm just going to give you a bit of a a bit of my thinking, my thoughts around this concept, because I think the concept of branding can often be misunderstood. I also think that it's kind of funny that I talk about this now because for years I really didn't care about brand at all. I was, bear in mind, my background is direct response marketing. So it's all about how you can spend one pound and get two or five or 10 back and be able to measure the return on investment. So I'm I'm more than willing to admit that I probably didn't embrace the idea, the conversation about branding early on in my career. And in fact, it's probably only been the last three or four years where it's been something that I'm more deliberate and more aware of. So I think the first thing which I wish somebody had told me years and years ago is that everybody, every business, everybody, every product has some sort of brand, whether you like it or not. The question is really, did you consciously, deliberately create that brand or is it kind of happened by accident? And the danger is that if it happens by accident, you're not in control of it. And oftentimes your brand gets a reputation that maybe either is not ideal, it's a negative reputation, or indeed it's nothing wrong with it. It's just not the not what you want to be known for. And then changing it later is quite challenging. So that said, there's, there's three different types of brand. I, I actually got this from one of my fellow moderators on Clubhouse, Daniel Priestley, who I think is a genius in this area. Really well-educated and got a lot of experience. And he shared that there's actually for most businesses, not all, but certainly for most of the kind of clients that I work with, there's actually three different types of brands. There's your personal brand, you as the individual. So my personal brand, Nick James. There's your company brand. So my company brand would be Expert Empires. And then there's the product brand. So My Expert Empire's Mastermind is a product brand. I suppose, at a more detailed level, our seven-figure Mastermind is a product brand. If you want to apply this to more, I suppose, a a universally known and understood business that isn't in my industry of of being a speaker, an expert, a, a coach, somebody that provides content, runs events, think about Tesla. So Tesla has... Elon Musk is the personal brand behind Tesla. Tesla is the company brand. And then, of course, the product brands are the individual models. The Model S, for example, is a product brand. So they have all these different product brands that sit within a company brand, and then they have the person behind it or the face of the business is the personal brand. Now, not all businesses have all three of course there are plenty of businesses that or companies that don't have a personal brand per se um and there are certainly company and product brands that are very much interlinked they only have maybe one product but the chances are as they grow and scale over time they'll create more product brands so there'll be a a range of product brands that will sit beneath the company brand so i think it's really important to be conscious and deliberate when you're creating your brand, because oftentimes, you know, it happens by accident. You also need to decide, I suppose, do you want to have a personal brand? Or would you rather just have a company brand? And it's a personal choice for you. Um, One thing that Daniel Priestley said in that Clubhouse Room, which I agree wholeheartedly with, is that in the early stages of business, the chances are that a personal brand will get you more cut through it'll be easier to build a personal brand quickly and inexpensively, whereas building a company brand often takes more time and money. So I certainly believe and agree that a personal brand will get more cut through. So that said, let me me talk about five. There are many more, of course, but these are five key tactical things that I shared and and took from this conversation that I think will be useful. Um, I actually shared this a little bit this week. Um, with some of the members of my seven figure mastermind. So the the first key principle really, when you're being conscious, being deliberate about building your brand is to first of all, decide what you want to be known for. So a question that I suggest and that I entertained um, for our audience that I thought would be useful when you think about what you want to known for or want to be known for. Maybe, is, maybe there's two questions. One, what do you want to stand for? What do you stand for? Is a good question. Another great question is, what do you stand against? So I, I, I didn't do this as consciously and deliberately as I probably do now. But when I created the Expert Empires brand, which was end of 2016, early 2017, before we ran our first big, large-scale event, funnily enough, before Expert Empires even existed, what I asked myself was, what do I want this brand to stand for and stand against? And I looked at the industry as a whole, and I saw a lot of free events, I saw a lot of workshops, conferences that were pitch fests, for want of a better expression. And I went, I want to build a brand that stands against that, that stands for high quality, value, bring the best speakers in the world. It's not free. It's your pay to be involved in an Expert Empires event. And a lot of people in the industry told me it was a bad idea. A lot of people in the industry said you'll never make it work because the competition, which is mostly free, is too great. And I just thought to myself, I refuse to believe that. I I think I figure that there's always room for the best in any industry. So, you know, rather than going for free. And high volume, you know, getting thousands of people to to register for our events for free for maybe, you know, a few hundred to turn up. I decided to go the different route and say, well, you know, we might not get thousands of people registered, we might only get a few hundred register. But they've paid. And when people pay, they generally pay more attention as well. And so the Expert Empires brand, before it was even called Expert Empires, it was just a concept in my head. The decision I made was that we're going to stand for bringing the best speakers in the world to the UK, that we're going to stand against, make a stand against the free events, the pitch fests, which, you know, I've been in this industry. You know, I went to my first Tony Robbins event when I was 12 years of age. You've probably heard me talk about that before on this podcast. And so I'm passionate about this industry. I've spent, you know, 26 years traveling all over the world, being part of it, and it's served me very well but I kind of started to dislike some of what I saw. So I decided to make a stand against that. So I think that was the first thing I did, which was a conscious, deliberate decision to stand for certain things, to stand against certain things. I think that's a really good couple of questions to ask yourself when you're deliberately, consciously creating your brand. The second thing, and this is actually something I did do back in 2013, 14, Um, which is a great suggestion that I've got to credit my friend Rob Moore with because he mentioned this in this uh, branding discussion on Clubhouse. The next thing is to actually, rather than come up with your own idea for the brand, and you might do that, you might come up with a few different ideas. That's how we created the Expert Empires brand. I came up with a bunch of different ideas. One of Rob's suggestions is to actually crowdsource the brand. So he did this With um, when he was creating his personal brand, he'd already got a company brand, but he wanted to create a personal brand separate to it that would actually supplement and support the company brand, but also that could live in existence separately if he wanted it to. And so he crowdsourced ideas for this personal brand by asking his social media following his database, what words do they um, relate to him? And there was a word that kept coming up time and time again, which is this word disruptive. There was a lot of people that said that he's disruptive. And so it wasn't a genius idea one day that he had to create a podcast called the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast or to create a personal brand called the Disruptive Entrepreneur. It was actually crowdsourced. It was other people's feedback and input that gave him that insight. Um, I did the same, like I said, back in 2000 and. 13, I think it was, might have even been 2012, for a product brand. So I'd, I'd over a number of years from 2008 to 2012, I'd built a relatively successful, I suppose, not huge, but back then multi-six-figure training business, running workshops, live events. I'd, I'd done consulting and marketing services for people that run, that had run quite large-scale events. So I thought when it comes to running Promoting, filling, running live events. And bear in mind, I've been around Tony Robbins events since I was 12 years of age. I'd grown up in that environment. I thought, there's not much I don't know about running events. So um, I crowdsourced. Again, this was kind of like by accident at the time because I didn't really know what I know now. But I I asked my audience, I said, hey, I'm thinking of running a workshop all about how to promote, fill, maximise profit from run effective live events seminars, workshops, conferences, et cetera. Lessons I've learned from my upbringing with Tony Robbins, from working in a multi seven figure events business as a salesperson, as a speaker, as a marketing expert, then being a consultant, an agency providing services to some of the best known people in the UK and running my own training business, workshop business for the last four years. What do you think I should call it? and I asked other questions, what are the biggest problems that you have when it comes to running your events? And there, were, there was a load of different words um, that I put into like, a, I came up with five that, that I thought might work using all the words that people had suggested. And I just went out and said, look, there's five different choices, vote for the one that you think's best. And there was a runaway winner, runaway winner. Um, and looking back now, it's obvious, but at the time it surprised me and the runaway winner was the Bums on Seats Bootcamp. And it's funny because I would never have come up with that name, but when I asked lots of people um, what their biggest challenge, the biggest problems were when it came to running events, almost none of them said actually running a good event, creating, designing content. All A lot of them said, used the words, getting bums on seats. And so effectively that product brand came from me just asking my audience what their biggest challenges and problems were and then building the words they gave me into a product brand. Um, So I think crowdsourcing for brand names is a really good idea. Strategy number three is then to, and I suppose this is something that's most relevant in the building of a personal brand, is to create content and repurpose it. So I'm doing that right now. I'm recording an episode of the Empire Builders podcast. I'm simultaneously running a Facebook Live, streaming it into my Facebook community. We could, of course, often don't do this, but we could transcribe it and put it into a written PDF document. We could take the video, upload it onto YouTube, although we don't really do that. I could, I suppose, in theory, be streaming live on Clubhouse and have people listen in as I'm doing this, but I'm only doing the work once. So it might take me, it's actually, we're already 15 minutes in here. I, I expected this episode to be relatively short, but it probably could easily run to, to 30 minutes. But it's only going to take me 25, 30 minutes to record this content, create this episode, but I could use it in lots of different places. So I think Creating content is a great way to build the personal brand in particular. And something that's really important is consistency. And I'll hold my hands up and say that over the years, this has been my downfall, it's been my weakness. And it was only when I created the Empire Builders podcast that I really got consistent. And the reason was, I made a big song and dance about the launch of the Empire Builders podcast back in June 2020. Um. And I made a commitment publicly that I was gonna produce and publish an episode every single week, 7 a.m. Thursday morning, UK time, every single week. Empire Builders new episode goes live. And I have, I'll I'll tell you, if you listen to this and you can relate to this, you struggled, if you've struggled with consistency around creating content over the years, um, and it doesn't have to be a podcast, but something that you're going to commit to consistently and then making a public declaration, make a big song and dance about it, it's powerful. I've, you know, over the years, I've had fits and starts of producing content in our Facebook group, doing Facebook Lives on my page. You know, now more recently, posted on Instagram, showing up on Clubhouse, and it's always been a little bit haphazard. And this is the first thing that I've ever done where I've been really consistent with it. And I think it's important when you're creating your personal brand, I think I could have built a much bigger, better personal brand faster had I had that level of consistency throughout. So I think that consistency, how whatever platform you're building your brand on, you know, if you, if you speak to anyone who's an expert on podcasting, on building YouTube channels, on building a Facebook audience, on growing an audience on Clubhouse, they'll all say the same thing. And that is that consistency is everything. I've, you know, over the last... I did a separate episode about this, about Clubhouse. Um, And, uh, you know, I've been on it for now, what? Probably, um, yeah, it's less than, I started at the end of December. I'm recording this towards the end of Feb. So it's still only two months, not even two months yet. Um, Yeah, probably 50 odd days that I've even been on the platform. Built uh, built a following of nearly 30,000 people. It will go over 30,000 this week. Which by the way, depending on, It might sound like a lot to you, it might sound like a little, but for for contrast, that is far bigger than any other social following that I've built over the years. And the reason is because I've been consistent. Not as consistent as some, I haven't been spending eight, nine hours a day on there. I'm spending an appropriate amount of time for me, which is two hours a day on average, I'd say. And there's some days where I'm not on there at all, there's some days where it might be three or four hours. But on average, it's a couple of hours a day, and that's really worked. So I think consistency is key. Not only for building a social following, which is not my area of expertise, but it's key for building reputation and brand to be consistent. Tactic number four I wanted to share with you. This is one that I love, and it's probably the one that I've used to most effect, is to build your brand, whether it's personal brand, company brand, or product brand, by leveraging an existing brand. So this is exactly what I did Back in 2016, 17, when I created the Expert Empires brand. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'd built an audience of my own. People had been through my events before. But I was starting almost from scratch and with a new brand. And so the big play, and still to this day, it's probably the biggest play I've ever made in business in relation to where I was at the time is I went and hired Gary Vaynerchuk to headline, speak the, at the first ever Expert Empires event. And so Gary is already built, You know, he already had millions of followers on social, I didn't. He had people that were like raving fans. I mean, crazy. I, I had not anticipated quite how obsessive people were, his fans. And so by having him as the headline speaker, all of a sudden there was a bunch of people that wanted to buy tickets and attend my event. They didn't know who I was. They didn't know anything about me, but they bought because there was an association with a brand, a personal brand in this case, that they already knew and liked and trusted. So we effectively leveraged Gary's existing personal brand to launch Expert Empires. And it had amazing knock-on effect to my own personal brand as well. So, you know, I've been attending conferences in the US for many, many years. All of a sudden, literally, it was crazy. Um, I got Gary to speak at the first Expert Empires event. Before the event even happened, I went over to the States for a conference, um, and there was a few thousand people there. And I got more benefit in terms of partnerships, collaborations, connections at that event than I'd ever had at a single event in the U.S. before. And I'd been to 10, 15 events over the previous few years. And the reason was, people were like, "Oh." you're the guy who's promoting and bringing Gary Vaynerchuk to the US uh, the UK sorry so consequently all the US speakers and people were like hey you know you want to get to know you because they thought there'd be an opportunity to grow their personal brand internationally via me um and just really from a credibility point of view and positioning point of view um, it was really effective so that was a, that was probably one of the the biggest moves I've ever made at that point anyway definitely made some bigger ones since but you know they've been that's as I've grown my my personal brand and my company brand. Another great example of this, actually, which Daniel Priestley shared when we spoke about this uh, last week, was uh, which I didn't know about really, was um the, the company Nespresso, and how I didn't know this, but apparently they were literally on the verge of going under, um, and then they they brokered a deal with George Clooney to be the face of Nespresso, and they put him on the ad campaigns and like. Again, he already had a worldwide international personal brand. Um, And so just by associating with him, all of a sudden their ads, all their marketing, everything started to have a lot more effect and get a lot more traction. Um, You know, and and today they're a household name, um, you know, international brand recognition. And that was really, you know, they took a a failing business that was about to go under. um, I suppose their last big punt was, uh, was an association, a collaboration with George Clooney, and it paid off massively. Um, so literally, they just leveraged an existing personal brand. And sometimes that's a quick and easy route um, to build a brand from scratch, is to leverage an existing personal brand. The only thing I would say is you've got to be a little bit careful. It depends on what your outcome is with all of this. So if your outcome is to build personal brand, and you're existing, you're, you're leveraging somebody else's existing personal brand. You just got to be a bit careful that it doesn't become more about their brand than it does yours. So I think, you know, the Gary Vaynerchuk collaboration was, was brilliant for me and great for the Expert Empires brand. I'd say in 2017, 2018, probably, I put too much emphasis on building the company brand expert empires via leveraging other people's personal brands and not enough on my own which is one of the reasons why i launched the empire builders podcast because it gives me the opportunity to yes of course leverage other people's brands so you know we had last week's episode we had marie Folio on you know we've had gary Vaynerchuk, grant cardone we've had some amazing people on this podcast but also I'd say well, comfortably more than half of the episodes are me delivering my content, um, like this episode, which of course helps build my personal brand. And then tactic number five that I want to share with you, and I mean, there's so much that we could cover here and so many tactics we could discuss. Tactic number five, which actually gets... The reason I really like this one is because often it gets seen as a direct response marketing tactic, and it is, but I think people often under, well, they underestimate, they don't realise how valuable this is as a branding exercise as well, and that's to run adverts. Like running adverts probably should be, for most of us small to medium business owners, it should be a direct response game. It should be, well, you spend a pound and you get two back or five back or 10 back if you're doing it really well. But actually, what a lot of people don't realise is that by running ads, even if those ads are only breaking even, even if they're maybe losing you a bit of money, they're getting brand recognition. Like, for example, if um, if I run Facebook ads for my next Expert Empires event, which we are, we're running Facebook ads right now for Expert Empires Global. And generally speaking, we'll, we'll we'll make a decent return on the ad spend. Not storming, but decent. And the way I, I always see it is, well, if we spend in, let's say, well, it's a lot more than this, but let's say it's £10,000 for easy maths on Facebook ads and we make £10,000 in ticket sales back, I'm really happy with that. Because, and by the way, normally it's more than that. Normally we do make profit, but even if it's break even, I'm happy with that because A, I just got, well, depending on how many people buy, but let, let's say, um, you know, we have 100 people buy a ticket at £100 on average, that's £10,000. That's 100 new customers, new people that have bought tickets to my event that didn't, maybe didn't know me before. And effectively, I got those for free. I didn't make any profit, but I didn't lose any money either. There's advantage to that long-term in my business. And the second thing is also that there were a lot more than those 100 people that saw the ad. There was probably, let's work on round figures, it's not exact. But to sell 100 tickets through ads, there was probably 1,000 people that went to the website and expressed interest. If there was a thousand people that went to the website and expressed interest, there might have been a hundred thousand that saw the ad. So now all of a sudden, a hundred thousand people have seen the Expert Empires brand. A hundred thousand people might have seen my face. Poor them. <laughs> they might have seen a video from me about the event. There's, now I've reached a hundred thousand people, um, and I've I've not made money. I've not lost money. So I think often we we underestimate the power of advertising, of paid advertising, when it comes to building brands. Yes, of course, any paid ad campaign you should track and look at the return on investment, but sometimes you've got to look at the bigger picture and realize that, um, you know. And, and by the way, our ads for an Expert Empires event, ordinarily would be seen by hundreds of thousands of people for each event. We actually put the ads out to millions of people to maybe get hundreds of thousands of impressions to get thousands of people to say they're interested to sell maybe 500 or 1,000 tickets. And so I think I probably underestimate and don't realise and often forget that yes, of course, I'm interested in how much money do we spend on ads and how much do we bring back in? What was the return? But I often forget the brand value of hundreds of thousands of people seeing the Expert Empires brand, seeing my face and, and all the other pieces that come with it. So I thought that might be a useful um, little episode for you, all about branding. We've talked about the three different types of brands, personal, company, and product brand. We've talked about the five different tactics. There are loads of others, but five in particular that I think are most relevant for our audience and that resonate most with me. Number one, decide what you're going to be known for. Number two, crowdsource ideas for brand names. Number three, create content and show up consistently. Number four, leverage existing brands that already have credibility and authority. Number five, run advertising campaigns. So hopefully you found this episode useful. I enjoyed doing this. Maybe we'll do more episodes on branding as we go. Hopefully you found this useful, interesting. Please feel free to share, of course, the Empire Builders podcast with your friends, family, colleagues, whoever you think might benefit. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you soon. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.